Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, welcome back to Smash Pod. This is part two. If you want to hear part one, why not go back and listen to that? In the meantime, here's part two. I hope you enjoy. I really do. And then we cut back and Peel is explaining to everybody that a weather bomb would definitely be possible. Definitely. A weather bomb? Yeah, definite. Well, they're playing chess. Again, this is another British thing for the Welsh lads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I fucking love that. When they play a proper game, like, you know, Kaplank. <laughs> so, so far we've had chess, tea, buses, old cars, teddy bears, and, uh, London, and yeah. Uh, and and they, you know what? And they, I tell you what, right down, they definitely want to shag each other. Right? They definitely want to shag each other, but they don't say it. They just flirt in a shit way and insult each other because they're fucking English. <laughs> they should do what Welsh people do and just say, all right, I'd like to have a go on you. <laughs> and then and then they get married. Do you reckon this film was financed by the um, Yaki Nostra? <laughs> <laughs> what were they called? The What's the Welsh map? Oh, the Tafia. The Tafia, yes. Uh, oh, you went one leap too far there. That was, that was, that was, no, that's much cleverer than what we came up with for ourselves. Well, it could be um, both, isn't it? The Yaki Nostra guess, and the uh, Tafia. Yeah. <laughs> the, the English call us the Tafia, but we call ourselves... The Yaki Nostra. <laughs> You've come to me on the day of my daughter's... Uh, Greg's opening. <laughs> <laughs> What's that little boat called again? Coracle. Yeah, the day of my daughter's Coracle. <laughs> oh, that'd be brilliant, because you know at the beginning of The Godfather when he's having a go at that Italian-American singer? Yeah. You could have Shaking Stevens on the desk there. <laughs> 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 I signed you up to play Port Merion. <laughs> you know, right? You, you've got to do this little house, otherwise they're going to go fucking mental, right? <laughs> old house, sorry, old house. I don't want to do shit, boy. <laughs> and that Christmas one as well. I know it's July, but they fucking loves it. Anything for you, my godfather. That's better. Now get out here, Shaking Stevens. <laughs> Send in Duffy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they play chess. And also, in this scene, uh, Peel's hair looks like it's wet. So I'm guessing there was a scene missing where they got wet. Yeah, probably. It looks like it's drying from being wet. She probably got tea on her. Probably. Probably. Um, so also, that... fun fact, the mm. moves in the chess game are apparently the same as the moves in Blade Runner. Really? They just couldn't be bothered. They went really they deep just, on it. They just copied the same moves or something. 
Oh. So he watched Blade Runner and was like, I'll do that. He watched Blade Runner, just do it. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. There you go. That sounds it's not up. that fun. It's not that fun a fact, but no, it's, it's a fact. It's a fact. I like it. <laughs> but then we get Connery as De Winter playing croquet with Father, and we realise that Father is the baddie working with De Winter. Croquet, another one for the list. Tea, teddy bears, weather, old cars, buses, chess, croquet. Croquet. When they play miniature golf, that's a game for a man. <laughs> Knock it through a windmill, you prick. Uh, and then um, after that, we get um, Peel and Steed in Peel's car driving. Now, this is the one scene in the film that feels like it doesn't belong in this film because it's right. quite well shot. <clears throat> it's yes. quite dynamic and action packed, and there's some good driving stunts. That's because this has been directed by a second unit action director. Yeah, definitely. Because um, then we get there being chased by these giant robot insects. Which, yeah. Is that in keeping with the show? Is that the sort of thing that happened in the show? It probably is if they'd have been able to do it. The show had some very strange things like people who really like eggs and uh, <laughs> someone who dressed up as a monster to kill all his enemies and stuff and robots and stuff like that. So it is quite, it is quite in keeping, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. As, again, it might be the Welsh writers going, if, I tell you, English people, they hit robots and wasps. We're going to freak <laughs> them right out with this one. But I did write down here, robot insects... Robot Insects Controlled by Eddie Izzard. And it sounds like the title of a David Icke blog. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it just feels, like you say, like a second unit or a second unit reshoot or something. But you see this old, quite cool 60s Jaguar tearing up around this country. Yeah, whose car is that all of a sudden? That's Peel's. But I thought he had the old knackered thing. Well, that's Steed who had the old knackered thing. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right, yeah. And that's coming from the TV series. In the TV series, she had a really cool jag. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they, they have a moment which, again, just feels really incongruous of Steed leaning out of the back of a jag, travelling at a fast speed, firing a machine gun at insects. I just thought, wouldn't you think of a more sort of British Avengery type way of. I don't know. I yeah, don't know. Th- throw a fucking bob on or something. Yeah. I don't, what do the English do? Throw a teapot. Teapot. And a, you know, and a. I don't know. Like he a, could like say a crossword. He could say, "Oh, Mrs. Mrs. Peel, I've, I think I've had too much tea. I might need to relieve myself, right?" And then he stands out the back of the car and just pisses flames out of his cock. <laughs> what was in that tea? And she'll say, "Oh, it was Earl Grey," and he'll say, "Ah, no wonder he died." <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> that's actually. <laughs> that's actually. That's an amazing rewrite. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so they destroy all of the insects, and then uh, as they're driving along, Eileen Atkins, who we saw at the beginning in the training exercise throwing knives, is dressed as a nanny. Uh, and they stop, and she gets a Tommy gun. Yeah. She kills Sean Ryder. So again, we're never going to see this in a film again. Dame Eileen Atkins murders <laughs> Sean Ryder, and then calls Eddie Izzard a cocky little bastard. You won't get that at your national theatre, will you? <laughs> you work at your fucking national theatre. Right? This is this is the way. This is what the people want. See, only a Shakespeare and thou art thou bollocks. Right? You want an old woman with a machine gun, right? Trust me on this. We're gonna make a fucking ton. Could she be shooting the lead singer of the Happy Mondays? If he can get him, yes. Or Muse. Or <laughs> um, what's that? What's that? Like Super Trump. Them. You don't want any Welsh artists being harmed in this film, do we? 
Well, there weren't any in the mid-90s. No. Well, there was Catatonia. Yeah, leave her alone. Yeah. Don't you touch her. She's the queen of our arts. <laughs> you could... You can shoot Shakin Stevens because he knows what he did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kill him. Yeah. He woke up with a, le- a, a leek's head in his bed. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, we no the Welsh hate Tom Jones because he never comes back here anymore. Oh, that's why people in Liverpool hated um, Silla, isn't it? Oh, is it? Because he never went back? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Why would Tom Jones come back, though? Minge. Oh, right, yeah. Would you come back if you were a multi-millionaire? Yeah. You reckon? Well, yeah. Did Burton ever come back? <laughs> no. No. What about Hop- Hopkins? Does he ever come back? Yeah, Hopkins does. Hopkins still got a house by me. Oh, is he? Yeah, if, if, if a friend of mine goes to the same church. I mean, I don't know how often he goes, but when I was a kid, he used to. a friend of mine in school used to go to the same church as him every Sunday. Oh. So, yeah, he was, he was around. Is he from Mumbles? Uh, he's from Patalbot. Ah. Same as Burton. Ah. And same as Burton, Michael Sheen. Bryden. Wow. It's it's it's, it's like Stella Street. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's well there's there's two jobs in, in Patolbert. Hmm. Either mega star <laughs> or you work in the refinery. <laughs> what about you? Me? Yeah. I I do a bit of both. All right, okay, good, good, good. Uh but Eileen Atkins takes them and says we're gonna go to De Winter's house, I think. And then she says, and then she lets the line out about how mother and father don't get on and father doesn't like mother. Um, so again, it's quite bad screenwriting. And they say, we'll take the maze. I thought, well, why? And then they say, we'll split up and meet in the middle. And I thought, why? Yeah. And uh, Peel... And you know why? Because it's the same thing. English people fucking loves a maze. <laughs> They'll take a picnic and another prick and sit there all day. <laughs> so... Um, Mrs. Peel falls down a hole, and then Steed, on his way to try and help her, is ambushed by De Winter, who has like a stick, and they have like a sword fight with an umbrella and a stick. I was going to say this, right? Usually you keep the best notes of the plot. Yeah. I can hear in your tone of voice you struggled this week. I do. I did. Yeah. It's like, I think he's got a stick. I think it's a stick. But he says, Turkish rules. And then Connery says this, Rain or shine, all is mine. That's a very good Connery, actually. Thanks. Oh, he should have been doing a game show with that. <laughs> That's the sort of thing Brucey would do, isn't it? <laughs> uh, what's the line again? Rain or shine, all is mine. Rain or shine, all is mine. <laughs> Want to put a bet on the weather? Welcome to Weather or Not with me, Bruce Forsyth. Rain or shine, all is mine. <laughs> I think that would have been interesting casting. Yeah. Conry has not entered the story. Oh, of this. fuck. Yeah. Imagine Bruce Forsyth as a villain. Oh. That would have been amazing. Oh. Either cast, cast against type and mm. then play against type or don't do it. There's an episode of Jonathan Creek, right, where Bob Monkhouse is the villain. And oh, brilliant. It, it's brilliant. Well, one in man. Yeah. Um, um, what's his name? Richard. What's his name? He was, he was a game show host. Yes. Yeah. That would have been great. Con- Conry is miscast in this. He is, yeah. Because you can't be afraid of Sean Connery. No. Because he's never really played a villain other than there's this and oh, Tarzan's Greatest Adventure is the only other time you ever played a bad guy, I think. Tarzan's Greatest Adventure? Yeah, you've seen that, right? No. It's Sean Connery, 1959, before he was famous. Oh, before he was Bond, okay. Before oh. he was Bond, yeah. He was, he, was, he was the bad guy in that. 
Uh, and but I think that's the only other time you played a bad guy, and you can't really you can, you can't feel threatened by Sean Connery no. after unless you're one of his wives. Uh-huh. Uh, and, <laughs> and genuinely, the, mm. he is not threatening this. I watched the interview with him. You know the famous interview where he said, "I yes. think it's all right to hit women." Yeah. He is genuinely more sinister in that than he is in this, and he's trying to take over the world. Mm-hmm. No, I'm absolutely. Just no, yeah, I think you're right. I was trying to think of another time he's a villain, and I can't really. Even um, even Red October, he's not the villain, is he at all? He's no, no, no. He's he's painted as that at the beginning, but obviously as it progresses, you realise it's more complicated than that, and he's actually the honourable man. And yeah. By the way, if you're halfway through this podcast and thinking "fuck it," now go and watch Red October. <laughs> it's a really fucking good film. Have you done that one yet? For this? No, I should though. Yeah. I love that film. Yeah, it's a cracking film. Oh, that was awesome. the first grown-up film I ever watched. Yeah, me too. I remember thinking, right, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch a spy, a grown-up spy film. And, um, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, me. I watched it again recently, actually, and it's still really good. Well, it hasn't dated at all? No. Because you can't really, because it's, it, it doesn't, because first of all, it looks really good anyway. But also, yeah. it's all set in those perfect rooms that won't have dated, because it's a period piece anyway, technically. Mm, mm. Anyway. And it's one of John McTiernan's... He did like three perfect films, and it's the last one. Oh, hang did. on, hang on, hang on. Actually, four. Wait a minute, wait a minute. It's Die Hard. Yeah. This. Yeah. Um, Predator. Yeah, pre- uh, 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 I mean, I roll the ball, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Die Hard with a Vengeance. T- um, I, Thomas Cranafer. Thomas Cranafer. Yeah. And now he's... Is he still in jail? Uh, no, he's out now. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, this is how good this film is. Um, <clears throat> Steed is knocked out and then Peel comes through she's tied to a chair under like a disco light being hypnotised by De Winter Alice finds Steed and then takes him back to the house she says I'll go around she, she says something like I'll distract him she goes to the front door and knocks on the door just as about De Winter just as De Winter is about to seduce Peel because he's hypnotised her to love him for reasons we never find out. For reasons we never find out, and it never comes back again. Yeah, okay. Um, so she's kind of like lying on the couch. She's about to try and kiss her when the doorbell rings. So he goes and answers the door, and it's Alice saying, would you like to buy a raffle ticket? I love that. I love the fact that the head villain, who's presumably got great security, mm. the woman from the local village fate can just wander in. Yeah. And we're not supposed to question it. No. No, we're not. And he basically says, no, not today, thank you. And then she says, oh, in that case, I'll, I'll use this. And she pulls out a pistol. <sighs> so, <laughs> so meanwhile, Emma Peel has woken up and wandered off. And she's now inside like a weird painting, an Isha painting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where she's going up and downstairs and starting coming back to the same place. And it's really, really boring. It's really boring. Yeah. It has no reason for it. It doesn't make logistical sense. Because it, so, it is weird. Because the camera stays where it is and then she goes around in a loop even though that doesn't make sense from her point of view. I mean, she's doing an escape room. But it's, but it's not physically possible what they're getting her to do. So it's no. adding this fantasy element that doesn't belong in the rest of this already weird film. But this is like another element that doesn't make sense in in the world that they've created. No. And it's just it's just them being wacky for the sake of it. So she manages to jump through the mirror, which is actually a window. <laughs> what a bit of luck. Yeah, and Steed finds her outside, and then she wakes up in Steed's flat. And he gives, says to her, your boots I ordered you from Trubshaws have arrived. Now, I was thinking, oh, this might be interesting. 
uh, it never comes back again. I thought they might be like gadget boots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but they're not. I think I, I was wondering if it was uh, like an origin thing. Like those are the boots on the show. Uh, I don't think it, like, so. Okay. Well, She's, she kind of dresses like she does in the show all the way through this. So I try to give them the benefit of the doubt there. Yeah. Uh, so then we get a scene which is a bit Tarantino-y, foot porny, where he take removes her boots <laughs> and then gets these leather and the leather sound effects of the boots is very loud. Like, and he gets her black boots and he starts putting her feet in them and zipping them up all sensually. And just as he's about to slip in a finger, yeah, the door gets kicked open and it's father with mother and all the people from the ministry. And it is that is the most nineties moment of this movie. Yeah, the dolly shot sped up. Oh yeah, zoop. And Two reaction like, shots. Zoom, zoom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when it's like this was made in nineteen ninety eight. Very yeah. much. Father says, Peel, you're under arrest. And Mother's like, I'm sorry, I did everything I could. Don't, <laughs> you didn't have to come. You could have not come. There's no reason for you to be here. Uh, so they take Peel away, and then uh, Steve says, look, I need to go. I need access to the ministry. Can you fix it for me? Oh, so he says that to Mother's assistant. She says yes. So then he drives back to the ministry, and this is when we, he meets Invisible Colonel Jones... Who's played by Patrick McNee, who, if you don't know, was John Steed in the original TV series. Yay! So this just feels like they wanted Patrick McNee. He probably couldn't be asked to fly from America to uh, England to film. Was he living in America? Oh, he's lived in Hollywood for years, (coughs) yeah. I saw him in a a Twilight Zone from 1960 the other week, but I thought he had just tried America for a couple of years and then come on. Oh, no, he's lived there for years and he's he's in so many bad American films. And if you remember rightly, when Oasis did that, um, don't look back in anger. Yeah, me. yeah. He's in it because they shot it in Beverly Hills, so he's just like around. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, he's in all sorts of American films, like the Hat from the Howling to Wax Waxwork. Oh, okay, he made yeah. a tidy living then. Oh yeah, he did all right. And obviously, he just thought they probably thought it'd be fun to have him as a cameo. Um, and maybe, maybe they thought a maybe he didn't want to travel, or b maybe they just thought it would detract if he's physically in it. Yeah. Uh, and you'd be able, you'd be like, oh, doesn't Steed look old? So they have his voice, and his voice is great anyway. Yeah. But he's like the guy in the archives who finds out uh, and basically tells us what we already know. So it's not really like a big reveal. <laughs> the father and oh, and by the way, what do you think of the uh, photoshopped image of father and Sean Connery together years ago? I mean, it's uh, it's fine. It's just their heads now stuck onto other people's bodies. Yeah. Amazing. I think there, there's an effect in this I do like when he's explaining the whole thing to Steve. He yeah. walks in front of the projector, yeah. and it actually that's quite a nice bit of CGI because yeah. it looks, it kind of does look like Invisible Patrick. Yeah, it does. So that is that's my highlight of the film. Yeah, but he says that there's a again he drops a huge nugget here that we're just supposed <laughs> to swallow and accept. He says, um, uh, "Yeah, so I've been looking in the Ministry of Archives and something rang a bell. This is from the Ministry cloning program. What? Yeah." <laughs> So the, so the Mrs. Peel came out of the Ministry cloning program, and that wasn't something anybody knew about. And then he said, "Well, nobody asked." Yeah, you're a cunt, mate. Yeah, you're a fucking cunt. What? What do you think your job is, right? <laughs> what do you think your job is, right? You, you fucking knob, right? You sit down here. You keep. You know, it's not just dusting the fucking things, right? It's like when we need them, you fucking carry them upstairs, right? <laughs> It's not our job. Read your fucking job description, right? When we have a one-to-one, you are not getting a fucking bonus this year. You have visible prick. I don't know who that Welsh guy was. That is the Welsh head of HR. 
That's Ewan Griffith is in this. That's so. Ewan Griffith. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'd love it if that was if that was Ewan Griffith's real voice. Yeah. When he gets angry, that's oh. what Ewan Griffith sounds like. Ladies and I'm gentlemen, a- Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm Mr. Fantastic, and then like a bee flies into his face. He's like, oh, fuck was that now? <laughs> Shit in tits. Oh my god. Oh fucking right in the nose of us. Bollocks. Oh, sorry, sorry. Anyway, um <clears throat> So um yeah, it was wonderful working with Chris Evans. <laughs> Uh, so we find out that De Winter has got an island on the Thames. Is there uh, other islands? Is Isle of Dogs or something? Is that maybe, on the Thames? Maybe I love dogs too, Dan. But what's that got to do with anything? <laughs> is, there, is, there an, is there a dog island of dogs? Or something? There's Isle of Dogs. Yeah. Is that in the Thames? It's the Docklands area. Yeah. Yeah. All right, there we are. So it's not completely uh, no, out of the realms of possibility. No, true, true, true. It's just the way he says it. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> Peel is in a straitjacket in a padded cell. Like the rest of the audience. Hey. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> um, so we find out that De Winter is on this island and he's controlling the weather. And they're having this big meeting with racial stereotypes, including Nadim Sawala, who's been playing a rent in Arab for a long time. Uh, Connery walks in in full Scottish dress and says, Now is the winter of your discontent. Yeah. You really are nailing this. Oh, thanks. Thanks very much. Because he also says, this is merely but the beginning. Which was all over the trailer. Uh, he basically says, look, if you, if, you give, if you don't give me loads of money, uh, I'm going to, people will burn, they'll burn, they'll freeze, they'll die. This was a year after Austin. Oh, when was Austin Powers? The first one. Yeah. Yeah, 96, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, this feels very close yeah. to what it Austin Pops is already parodying. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, and of course, and it is very close to Austin Powers because all the world leaders sat around the table are wearing clothes from which nation they're from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As really lazy shortcuts. Yeah. Greek guys got those shoes with the little um, furry but, bobbles on the feet. It makes sense because the one British guy in this is a fucking bowler-hatted, umbrella-carrying wanker in an old car. Yeah. He was obsessed with tea. <laughs> uh, so... Mm. And then he hits the globe. Have you covered this? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, go on. Because they're, they're watching this through a camera. They're watching through a camera. Which basically is tracking Connery everywhere he walks as if it's a film camera. But yeah, never mind. There might be a, there might be a cameraman. What a mm. weird gig that was for the day. Yeah. I, I need a cameraman for the day. Yeah, no worries. I'm 350 a day. What do you need? I'm going to be threatening mm. the world and mm. uh, just need somebody to track me. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, 350. Do you need me edit anything? No, 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 it's fine. Just it's live. Brilliant. Yeah. And then he, so they track him and he walks all the way to the globe and he gets out his walking stick and he, he whacks the globe mm-hmm. into the camera. Yeah. Which is just needlessly damaging equipment. Yeah. Also, what's that globe made out of? It is like. It looked like a beach ball. It looks like a beach ball. Mm. Anyway, it's. Uh, <sighs> So and that's a shit effect as well. It is a shit effect. So basically, um, Alice comes to see Mother, and basically, just after the globe hits the camera, and says, "By the way, father's it. Father's our mole, and she's the baddie." I mean, it literally says it like that. Yeah. And Mother's like, "Oh no," and then we see Father leading Peel out with a with a gun, I think. Towards a hot air balloon. Yeah, here we go. And then Mother trundles out from around the corner in the wheelchair and says, well, I'll stop there. Let Mrs. Peel go. I know what's happening. 
<laughs> and they just push him over. Yeah. And I, I, I mean this, best action scene in the movie. <laughs> it is, actually. It really is. Mm. I, there, there are stakes. I care about the characters. He's mm. in a weakened position, mm. right? So there's already more jeopardy than there is in the rest of the film, which feels fake. Because the problem with this film is you don't see anything else of the world. You don't see any people. You don't even see any other traffic. No. It's a very isolated world. Mm. This is the only part where there's a weak a physically weak character who's in jeopardy and you actually feel something. Mm. So this is, for me, the best action scene in the movie, genuinely. So then, Father, after knocking Mother over into the snow, which is the worst fake snow I've ever seen, by the way. It looks like it's from a, a packet of Daz or something. <laughs> um, they put Peel in a balloon with the fake Mrs. Peel and Father driving the hot air balloon and it takes off. Peel arrives and sees Mother lying in the snow. And when he gets there, Mother's lying on his back with a fag on. <laughs> and says, they went that way. And Steve's like, yeah, cheers, and runs off. And I just thought that kind of sums up the film, really. Yeah, you, wouldn't yeah. you, as a director, have had him doing something else? Like scrambling to get up? Like suffering, struggling, not lying on his back smoking a fag? No. It looks like uh, he's on a tea break. He, well, he's just... I think, he fucking have a drag. He probably would <laughs> have just gone. What do you want? No, that's that's supposed to be the cool sort of quality. They would go with this sort of weird coolness where mm. he would just be chilling out with a with a fag. Mm. They went that way. Do you have any skins, Peel? Yeah. <laughs> Not Peel Steed. Steed. Yeah, have a hit of this, brother. <laughs> Blow your mind. That's what he should have said. Just, he turns into Danny from Withmill like. <laughs> yeah, gets there. He's made a massive joint. <laughs> I thought if I'm going to freeze, I might as well blow my mind as well. Yeah, we had a cloning program, and because uh, uh, we got those clowns that piss themselves, horrible, really. But we, we made clowns what shit themselves as well. <laughs> you want that guy with the globe from earlier? He's just spinning it around. Ramadan, Ramadan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We've spent probably more time talking about other films. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. My name's Jason Fleming. The More Than My Past podcast will see me talking to a wide range of inspiring people. People who have confronted and overcome addiction or imprisonment or both and turned their lives around. I did mad things that was hurting myself and hurting other people. Everybody grows up in a house called normal. Heroin addiction and chaos was my normal. Some people don't understand the word moderation and uh, I was definitely one of those people. The More Than My Past podcast. 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So then we get this really, really boring action sequence where Peel climbs out of the window of the hot air balloon, goes to the top and just starts pulling gas out. So it descends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then just, they crash through Nelson's column. Then when the clone is trying to fire, she decides to just jump. And the hot air balloon crashes into a, a, what's it called? Wonderland weather sign? Yeah, yeah. And explodes. That's it. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then Steed finds Peel in the snow and thinks she's hurt, but she's fine because snow, as we all know, acts as a kind of mattress. Yeah. When yeah. you fall from about 50 feet. Yeah. Well, and, as we've learned, we, that's, that's to go back to Condor Man. Mm, you can true. land in snow and nothing breaks you. That's true. They Especially were... if it is, as you suspect, something like just torn paper, which is what it looks like. But Emma Peel is no Woody Wilkins, damn. <laughs> well, I mean... That's that's a motto to live by. It is, but when uh, Steve picks her up and says, um, um, "I, I mean, I wonder if," uh, and then he snogs her. Yeah, mm. that's because they never kiss in the show, do they? No, she's supposed to be married. So it's that kind of, um, you know, there's there's a completely there's a bit of flirting going on, but they never, you know, never. Yeah, but the will they won't they? It's not even like at the end of the movie. It's like no. still another twenty minutes. They go, oh, this crap. Yeah. And again, just zero chemistry. There's no that you don't get that kind of warm feeling of like, oh, that's nice. You're just like, no, it's a bit weird. And then they take Zorb balls oh, to yeah. to Winter's Island. Where did they get? Doesn't matter. No, I'm guessing Trubshaw made them with some braces. I know, but honestly, it's imagine having a phone and got like, have you got anything? Like that'll get us to the secret island. Well, like a boat. No, no, it needs to be something fucking weird. Yeah. Why? It just does. Yeah. It's our vibe. Yeah. And they get there and they find more dead teddy bears. And Steve says, "It looks like the teddy bears had their picnic." <sighs> God. 
It'd be better if they could do that old joke where all the teddy bears were holding pickaxes and the tops were missing. He could say, it looks like all the teddy bears had their picks nicked. I mean, it's not a worse line. No. No. It's There's more... I mean, it makes slightly less sense, but it feels mm. like there's mm. been more effort got into it. Yeah. Or they could get there and a dog was licking their groin and they could say, it looks like the teddy bears are having their dicks licked. <laughs> That's a leap too far, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it? it is. You need to get a dog. You need to get some peanut butter. Uh, yeah. Prick lick. Prick, prick slicked. Prick lick yeah. might be better. Yeah. Or um, they're all holding glue sticks. Or there's somebody... They're all got their cocks out, and they, mm. but there's somebody shaving them badly. <laughs> so <laughs> they looks like the teddy bear's got their pricks nicked. Nicked, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Anything's better than what we got. Yeah. Mm. Um, so then uh, we get a call back. So this is when they go back to that call box that P- Steed was stuck in earlier. So it makes no sense to no. where we are sort of in terms of geography. I'm glad you said that because mm. I genuinely thought I had an embolism yeah. at several points during this film that mm. it didn't make any sense. I'd missed something, but okay, mm. good. I'm glad it's just senseless. I think they just reused that same set. Yeah. Uh, okay, they probably good. thought he's got more than one. That'll be all right. So they get in the phone box. She picks up the phone and then says, how now, brown cow? Which is a callback to the scene they cut from the beginning. Yeah, again, right. Yeah. So we only know that from the, 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 the... I love the fact that if you go see this film, you have to have done some prior reading. Yeah. And that prior reading is the screenplay. Or the trailer. It's in the trailer. Right, okay, mm. okay. <laughs> if you watch the trailer, there's loads of scenes that aren't in this film. Right. And it also says in the credits... Score by Michael Kamen. It does, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's not true. Uh, so they get onto the island and then pit, they kind of split off into two. Peel has a fight with Eddie Izzard because she's trying to get to the weather machine. And they, they're on these the wires and they're fighting. And this is where we get, after a sort of convoluted bit of fighting, he falls on the wire, swings down, and he's about to hit a wall. And as he hits the wall, he says, Oh, fuck. Brilliant. And as, as we said earlier, it sounds like he literally did it over the phone or something. Yeah. It's really weird. Oh, fuck. And it, it's, I don't know why you would go from a PG to a 12 mm. for that. Yeah. And then it cuts back to Peel. The music stops. And you're thinking, oh, she's going to do a quip. She says nothing. Just turns around and gets on with the, doing the weather machine. What could she have said? She, he goes, oh, fuck. And she goes, fuck yeah. Yeah. Or something. She you can't get two fucks to twelve. Though, can she you? could have said, "Oh, how glorious!" Yeah, yeah. that's again, that's a, a niche reference. Yeah, that's true. That it took me a second to figure out what you meant there because it's not nineteen ninety nine. She don't should have said something like, "I'm sorry, I'm not interested in no strings attached." <laughs> something like that, or must have got crossed wires. Got crossed wires, or yeah. So anything's better than literally nothing. Yeah. Music Which even he... stops for her to do it, and she doesn't do it. Yeah, she just goes, splash, motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, oh, what a prick. <laughs> what, a pr- what a prick. I, she should turn to the camera and go, I've always preferred the work of Bill Hicks. <laughs> <laughs> or, or a comedian who's still alive. Yeah. You know who doesn't get the credit he deserves? Sean Mayo. Yeah. There you go. And then back to the movie. She should turn to the camera and go, look out for well, Dan Thomas, a Welsh comedian. He's currently uh, watching this film, so this is a weird moment for him. <laughs> or but she should turn think... to the camera and go, Eddie Izzard is currently appearing in Puss in Boots. 
<laughs> the Palace Theatre, Wexley. <laughs> like they used to at the end of BBC programmes. Yeah. I don't know if they did that in Wales. Uh, there was no live theatre in Wales. No. No, there was. It's a complete lie. Nothing it's but pantomime. Complete lie. All, all year long. <clears throat> yeah. As it should be. Um, so then Steed faces up to De Winter, and De Winter says, Steed, John Steed, what a harsh as arse of a name. Yeah, and then he says, Steed well, says, Why? But it's not, though. It's no. Steed is a horse, but it's not like his first name's Anus. No. It's like. And then Steed says, I guess you, I, I guess you don't know anything about thoroughbreds. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. You should say, well, De Winter's the, a cunt's name, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. De Winter, you, you, that means, do you know what that means? The winter. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. What? Ah. Anyway, let's fight. Yeah, and that's a summary of what I think of you. Now I'm going to put a spring up your ass. <laughs> yeah. Whether you like it or not. Weather. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, now autumn, <laughs> and then he can't think of what to say next. This this machine. I hope it's automated. Oh, for God. I, just, um, <laughs> I hope you could hear me cloud and clear. Ah, I've gone nice. too far. No, no, gone no, too no, far. No, I don't think you can. I really like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope you don't break your leg or you'll get an overcast. No, that's really bad. Um, so they then have a fight. A really confusingly shot and horrible fight with lots of water and rain. Uh, because that was what you did in those days. If there was a big climax, it had to be dark and raining, so you couldn't see what was happening. Yeah. Especially when you've got two people who are constantly using stuntmen. Oh, if I can just say something positive about this film at this mm. late stage, mm. I thought Sean Connery's stunt double was a pretty good match. Yeah. The, like, but you can see it's be... never him. It, no, but it's not, because the, the guy they have in The Rock for him doesn't look anything like oh, him. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so credit where credit's due, this is slightly more Connery-ish. Than other stuntmen yet, but it, but it ends with De Winter being struck by lightning, which then makes him fly away and explodes. Makes him levitate for some reason. Yeah, he goes all the way up to the sky and then explodes. Don't get that. Uh, it's, it's no well, wonder people are so scared about getting struck by lightning. Why you fly? You fly and then you explode, Dan. Yeah, but you flew first. <laughs> but you were having millions of volts shot through your body. Ah, I've had worse. <laughs> You liar. <laughs> um, so yeah, then he explodes and then everything's all right. And him and Peel get in a sort of Zorb ball control room. I guess it's the weather machine, isn't it? And they go in the water and then Mother says they haven't heard from them. It's the next day. And then the ball emerges in the Thames right by the House of the Parliament. And we get the fucking theme tune, which we've only had once yeah. throughout the entire film. Which is one of the great, one of my favourite theme tunes ever. Um, and then they come out and then he says something like um, time for tea I think no. oh no he says time for champagne well, they like that as well don't they <sighs> and then we go to mother's sort of having an outside tea with macaroons and, and he this says time, yeah he says to peel macaroon and she says no I had one of yours earlier and they were shit yeah and then we pan out to London, which is covered in grass. Only that bit. Though. Only that bit. Point. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and that's the end. 
86 minutes. Oh, by the way, I watched all the credits, and oh. uh, yeah, Suggs, the, because we were debating whether or not oh, yeah. Suggs' song was actually in it. It's, it's in it for about 40 seconds, bang at the end. Right, because Suggs had a time, as, as was the case with big films, because people forget this was supposed to be one of the big... The summer of 1998 had three blockbusters. Oh, all right, this Godzilla... Yeah, Lost in Space. Lost in Space? Mm. When was Armageddon? That was 98 as well, but that wasn't like in the... Uh, maybe it was, but the three everybody always remembers that were supposed to be huge. Yeah, All of them were massive. Well, not... I think Flops is... They were, they were shit films, basically. This, this one lost money. This would lost, this lost money. I think Lost in Space might have done as well, but I think maybe Godzilla did okay. It's just one of those films that everybody realised was shit immediately. Yeah, they, the, those three are really bad. They are. Imagine that now. Imagine that being your three summer movies. I don't think anyone gives a shit about summer films anymore, do they? Oh, no, I suppose not. I suppose it's all Marvel, isn't it? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I'm, at this period, everyone would talk about whatever the summer movies were. And mm. the reason I, I saw all three of those films in the cinema, because it's what you did. Yeah. And, I mean, maybe, I've, I think everyone now, it's not young people now, they're not going to go see any film just because it's out, which is what we used to do. Yeah. No, they're not. So you could get away with it back then, and he still lost money. Yeah. Poor devils. You, you, you could just download films these days, can't you, Dan? If you're a, if you're a kid, that's what they do. Probably. Or oh, they don't bother. They just watch Minecraft and. Yeah, and listen to Human League. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I know, god! I know what kids do. That was the best band you could have chosen for that. You know? <laughs> Because it's so like maybe that would happen to some kids, but it's like it's not your first call. <laughs> uh. So, uh, in summary, yeah, ah, ah. Um, this gee, having not read the script, mm. is there? Could this have been a good movie? I think so. I think if it was cast differently. Oh, but I mean, do you think how? Yes, because we could make a bunch of those changes. But do yeah, you think because yeah, yeah. the original cut was I was an hour and fifty five. Yeah, I'd need to read the original script all the way through. I didn't have a chance, but the, I think there's too many mistakes hmm. that clearly were made at the shoot. Yeah, some some you know decisions that the actors made, some decisions that's in the script before any of the chopping happens that it might still have remained a piece of shit. Well, also, I mean, off the back of the Snyder cut becoming a thing, why don't we have the um, the Chechik cut? Of the Avengers, that must be out there. Not the apparently, hmm. um, uh, the people have tried to find the original cut, and it's it's just not findable. I mean, they've lost wow. it. Wow. Um, wow. And and he's never really worked since in film. No. Anyway, he no. went to TV. Because hmm. I was saying, because I read an interview with him, and he was really broken up by because this was he had made Benny and June, which is quite a good film. Yeah, but this was going to be his entry into like the blockbuster stuff, mm. and basically ruined his his career. And he ended up just wandering. He just wandered the world like Kane for a couple of years. Wow, um, which sounds I'd, I'd rather watch that. Yeah, I would. Um, but the casting, as you said, Connery, I think is a terrible choice for the villain. Yeah, because why? I, I'm trying to think of times where you have a villain where you can have someone who's an icon. He's an icon. Mm. You can't really separate Sean Connery from whatever character he's playing, really. So. You need somebody who's not that well known, or you need somebody who's really, really playing against type. You know who'd have been a really good De Winter? Ray Fiennes. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I mean, imagine how much more threatening if he's playing it like Amon Goeth. Exactly. From, from imagine that. It'd be fucking terrifying. Yeah. And Hugh Grant should have been Steed. Yeah, because he is a comic actor. Yeah, and you should have had someone like. Kristen Scott Thomas or Anna Chancellor or someone from that ilk 
as a proper British actress. I know that was not going to draw the crowd in. Because, well, that didn't matter in the end. Well, no, it didn't, did it? Um, but fuck me. What we got, it was just so... A, the film's incredibly pedestrian. It doesn't take any chances, really. It's quite boring. Even though it comes in under 90 minutes. As I was saying to you earlier, it took me about four hours to watch this. I had mm. to keep stopping and doing something else for a bit because I was so bored. But you shouldn't, you shouldn't be bored in a film that's less than 90 minutes. No. Uh, and you know, you're right, it is a very dull film. I think it would have been anyway. Mm. Um, anyway, it's a disappointment, but it wasn't our money, so fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. I didn't if, even go to the cinema to see it, so fuck them. What, you, didn't you? No, I saw Lost in Space and Godzilla, but I didn't go and see this. What, you saw VHS? Yeah, I saw it on VHS, yeah. You seem like the kind of guy who'd seen every single thing when it came out. Yeah, I don't know why, I just didn't go and see this. Maybe I just got word of mouth about it. So I was a big Empire reader at the time, so maybe it was just word of mouth that it was going to be shit. I think I was, but I just never had anything better to do on a Saturday back then. Yeah. Apart from go to um, raves, I suppose. Oh, yeah. I was... Or whatever there was in 1998. Oh. Minor Strikes. Baron Knights. Baron Knights? Yeah, I was going to go, go and see the Baron Knights. <laughs> <laughs> the weird thing is, I'm from Swansea, and there's a nightclub called Barons, oh, and they yeah. used to have nights called Barons Nights. I was like, uh-huh. that's a very niche reference. Yeah. He's been doing his research about my hometown. We went to Barons Nights with all the lads from Twin Town. Yeah, that is the club, yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, but you do know these things. There Dude. you go. All right, fine. All right, yeah. No. Well done, you. Thanks. Thanks for joining me to watch The Avengers, Dan. Um, it was a pleasure. I like talking about it. I just don't like living through it. Yeah. No, God. Good God. God, you, it's, it's a, The annoying thing is, is, it's such a good TV series, and if they brought it back now, don't do it as a film, please. Do it as a TV series. It's ripe to become back as a TV series. Yeah, I don't think this would do well as a as a film because it's just even if it was a really good film because it's I don't think the, the audiences now remember the Avengers anyway. Yeah, they probably didn't then. No, probably not. I mean, I was uh, I did because my parents used to watch it, but if they didn't, I wouldn't have given a shit. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think kids give a shit about the Avengers. Yeah, but if they could bring it back now, and it would be great. For eh, maybe as a, as TV, a TV series, yeah. No, don't do it as another film. No point. No. Plus, it would be confusing now from a branding perspective, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm. they have to change it to um, the Persuaders. No, they have to call it like the London Avengers. But even that's going to be confusing for people. Yeah, maybe just maybe just leave it. Or just leave it. Yeah, let sleeping dogs lie. Yeah, I can't think of any actors now. Would be well, Tom Hiddleston would be quite good as Steed now, but then, but he's not funny. He's not funny, is he? He thinks he is. He'll be if like this to take away Titi. He'd make it funny. Oh yeah, he would. Hey, hey Mrs. Peel, I can do a very good Robert De Niro impression. No, you can't. You really can't. Please don't do it in front of him. Oh God, no! Don't do it in front of him. Oh Jesus Christ, you have. <laughs> is this the lowest rated like Rotten Tomatoes one you've done? Yeah, I think it's like is it five percent? Yeah, five percent. I think it is. Yeah, and we are talking. About doing a zero percent one in at some point soon. Yeah, we are, aren't we? Yeah. So this is, as usual, um, the tradition of me getting the shitty ones to do. <laughs> to be fair, you did get a view to a kill. I did get a view to a kill, yeah. and you got to get your walking out. Yeah, I did whip that out. Get your little fan club now. <laughs> yeah, I do like that little yeah. fan club. Listen to the lack of respect he's got for you there. Ooh, ooh, disparaging. Shame, shame. I meant. You know, you know, quality over quantity. I'd say. <laughs> a big believer. Oh, I see what you mean. Small. Um, yes, they are. 
Uh, it, yeah, it's not a. But I mean, I have two thousand emails a day. Yeah, it's a big club. That's a huge club. You know how many I get? None. Two thousand. Oh well, you yeah. don't. You get tons. I don't. I don't really get two thousand. Only, only from German porn mags. Ask me if I still want to buy that phone. <laughs> <laughs> and on that bombshell, I am going to go Google German porn phones and see what comes up. Please do. <laughs> Uh, I've got some, there are some questions I could ask, but I kind of feel like we've done them before with View to Kill, so there's not much point. Well, uh, well what were they? We'll see if they're funny a second time. All right, off the top of your head. Yeah, go on. You're a big improv man. You'd love this. Yeah, we'll see. All right, Dan. Here's a beach ball and uh, a cinema <laughs> trip. Uh, see what you get on with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so best Bond film. Um, uh, uh, Casino Royale, but the '60s one. Wow, yeah. So, worst Bond film. That as well. Okay. What's, what's it's an anthology. Your... It's an anthology. It's oh, yeah. good and bad. All right. What's your made-up Bond film title today? Um, oh, 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 seven. Oh, seven. That's two <laughs> oohs and a seven. Uh, two oohs. One oo and a seven. Hmm. Oohs. I mean, no, this doesn't all have to go in. How about... Um, uh, let's have a think now. Uh just mix a couple up. Gold no. Gold no. Gold no. Spy. No spy. No spy. No spy. Doc. You know what? This isn't the living spy lights. Fuck I like. This. I love the living spy lights. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll go with that. Yeah, all right. Uh, silly lady name. See, I can't beat Mrs. Tits from last time. No, I don't think you people can. People still. People message about Mrs. Tits. What people you know listen to this? Yeah. Oh right. Okay. People. Yeah. So it's still Mrs. Mrs. Tits, um, Mrs. Dame Tits. Dame Tits. You mean in honour of Eileen Atkins? Yeah. Or yeah. Di- like di- not Diana Rigg. Yeah. So Dame, t- t- Dame Tits. Peculiar knockers, I'd say. Actually, there was a, um, there was a, I watched the credits for the Avengers all the way through and there yeah. was a credit for someone who sounds like a, like a, it's weird. It sounds like a Bond uh, woman's name and it was um, Kimberly Pinkstick. Oh, I love that. So we'll have that. Kimberly Pinkstick. Um, and finally, who would you have as James Bond next? Some uh, Welsh lad, I imagine. <laughs> no, we already talked about the Welsh guys. Oh, who yeah. should we have? I have... Um, uh, who? Who's Did we going? talk about the Evans lad? What's his name? Which Evans lad? There's a, I, I know, know a lot I of know. lads called Evans. The one who's in films. He was in Dracula Untold, Beauty and the Beast. Um, oh, God, what is his name? He was in Fast and the Furious as well. Was he? Luke what Evans. Is, Luke Evans, yeah. yeah. I think that'd be brilliant. Yeah. First openly gay Bond actor. Um, yeah, he'd be all right, wouldn't he? He's got a bit of a weird, mashed up face, though. So, he always I, looks I, like you've just... Have you seen Daniel Craig? Yeah, but Luke Evans always looks like you've just turned the light on and he's been asleep. Da- Daniel Craig's... He looks... Yeah, like I, know, I know, he looks like Sid James. Yeah. In a wind tunnel. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, Dan, it was great having you back. It's um, a pleasure, as always. And uh, we'll do a better film next time, and you will be avenged. No, we won't. We'll do another fucking shit film because this is my lot in life. Yeah, well, it's the Welsh, isn't it? It's, the, it's your. We're just victims, aren't we? Yeah, your, your English oppression is your thing. Exactly. <laughs> I love the fact that first of all they took a coal, <laughs> then they make us do really bad films on podcasts. Right? <laughs> We've been treated by like shit by Thatcher, and this is all in order. This is uh, terrible. But you did write this film, so. Got your revenge. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It'll fucking get him. I'll fucking wake up with a sheep's head in my bed tomorrow, won't I? No, the ass. Oh, the ass. 
It's the other way around. Well, you, don't, Dan, you don't want to know what we do to the head. What do you do to the head? You eat it, don't you? I've seen uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, we, which was famously set in the Carmarthenshire area. I would love it if Temple of Doom was all set in Wales. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck are they eating? You What's wrong see... with these people? <laughs> it's God, yeah. He gets that rickety bridge in the end. There's just a warning from the council. <laughs> <laughs> Careful now. This bridge is shit. Care of Carmarthenshire County Council. <laughs> The local NHS is just a bloke who tears your heart out and say, any better? Any better? <laughs> I'm just thinking of when they offer Willie the food, and rather than it being a leaf with some goo on it, it's like a stew. She's like, I'm sorry, I can't eat that. You're insulting them and you're embarrassing me. Yeah, what's wrong with the stew like? Yeah, eat it. Eat it. It's good. It's got, um, you know, you won't believe what we got in this. Cumin. We haven't tried cooking with it before, but it's fucking lush. <laughs> Oh, that, I wish they would. I wish someone would make a 1930s exploitation film about an adventurer going to Wales. I'm being totally like, what the fuck? They all have these weird boats. They all eat this weird bread. What weird bread? Yeah, that weird bread. Seaweed bread. Lava bread? It's not real bread. Isn't it? Wait, did you think lava bread was bread? I thought it was this... like shortbread with bits in it. No, lava bread. Google it. It looks like a shit. It looks like a shit. It looks like a runny shit. Right, well, why is it called bread? Do you know what? I'm I'm 40 years old and I've mm-hmm. never questioned it. What's wrong with you? Oh, God, it does look like shit. Yeah, everyone Google lava bread. We'll wait. Oh, fucking that, hell, that looks uh, disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really nice with bacon and nothing else. What the fuck's in it? Seaweed. What? It's just seaweed, isn't it? It's just boiled seaweed. Edible seaweed. Well, that's debatable, but we we swallow it. Oh God, that's horrible. Yeah, that sounds revolting. Do you have Do you have cockles outside of Wales? Uh, only when we trousers. No, no, I haven't. No, oh, I, yeah, I mean, so yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah. All right. So, but but mainly it's that seaweed thing that is is our contribution to world cuisine. Okay, is that no. thing that looks like a shit? Yeah, it does look like a shit though. On that I'll bombshell, br- I'll, I'll bring you some next time no, we do this in a room. Yeah. I'm not eating that. I don't want any of that shit. Only if you give it to me on a leaf and dress like the woman from Temple of Doom. <clears throat> God, there were three so... stones in our village, and now they're gone. We think the council took them. We think the council took them, and it's probably for the best because they were rickety. <laughs> they were on that bad shelf. Someone was going to get hurt. All our kids are missing as well. <laughs> Turns out they're just at the shopping mall. Well, no, social services took them. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, that's the Welsh version of the Temple of Doom. Social services takes all the kids away. And Indiana Jones has to come and do the paperwork to get them back. Sounds awesome. Brilliant. Well, on that bombshell, Dan. Good evening. Good evening to you. Uh, What time is it in Wales right now? (laughs) It's it's about a five... Where are you? You're in Worthing. I'm in Worthing, yeah. Right, so uh, you're about thirty years behind. Okay, yeah. Uh, so it's um, it's it's two thousand and fifty here. Wow, bloody hell! We beat coronavirus. Wow, how did you, how did we beat it in the end? Lava bread. Wow, fucking! Oh, I knew it. I knew it. So how's Prime Minister Dominic Cummings getting on these days? Not our problem. We uh, are fucking independent. Are you independent? Now? Who's your Prime Minister? Is it Shaking Stevens? It's 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 Shaking Stevens' head in a jar. <laughs> Fantastic. But he still shakes. We put oh. him on a little spring, like one of those toys. That's lovely. Yeah. 
Ah, he lives instead of number ten. He lives behind the green door. He lives in a mine. Oh, like the rest of us, mm-hmm. because we all dig for coal now, and there's no point coming up every day. No. So they ship the lava bread down, and we live underground. That's beautiful. <laughs> I feel like. It was going well then, and then I it went dark and weird. No, I liked it. And in fact, what I'm going to do now is that rather than ending this episode with the music from the Avengers, which I might do, I might end it with the uh, I'd Like to Teach the World to Sing song, just as a, <laughs> a part of our, a show of our unity in the future. This is the longest one we've done as well. We're heading to, like, we, this, this podcast is longer than the fucking Avengers. I was just going to say, we've beat the film now by about 10 minutes, yeah. Good. Good. We're probably going to make more money out of it. Probably will. We won't lose as much anyway. No. Imagine if you did a podcast that lost fifteen million dollars. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to go. All right. I'll speak to you soon. Thank you, Dan. Nice Thank to speak you. to you as always. Nice to, yeah, and you. Bye bye. I'd like to build the world a home and furnish it with love. Grow apple trees and honeybees and snow white turtle doves. I'd like. To Teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. I'd like to hold it in my arms and keep it company. I'd like to see the world for once all standing hand in hand and hear them echo. If you're a fan of all things geeky, you're going to love Concessions, a brand new podcast by comedian Matt Hyten and myself, Beck Hill, where we interview your favourite cult heroes at Comic-Cons all across the world. We've got stars from Star Wars, Harry Potter, The Walking Dead and more. Make sure you tune in soon to Concessions. Great Big Owl. 